Welcome to the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I'm your host and teacher, Eddie Hyatt. So glad you joined me this morning as we continue our exciting series from Paul's letter to the Ephesian church that is just jam-packed with so much powerful truths about Jesus, about his redemption, about who we are in Christ, about what, what Jesus has accomplished for us, who we are as new creations in him. Uh, it is wonderful. And so I'm so glad you've joined me, and I hope you will share these episodes, these podcasts with uh, your social network, your, your social networks and with your friends and so on. Uh, today, yesterday, we were talking about verse 10. And so I'm going to just go ahead and begin reading in verse 11, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 11. Paul uses this phrase again, in him. And I'm going to keep saying this, uh, just in case somebody clicks on this that haven't listened to the earlier ones. Every time you see phrases like in, in Paul's letters, like in him, in whom, in Christ, through Christ, underline. I like those. Go back, study them, read them, because he's telling you, telling me, telling us who we are in him, what we have in him, what our rights and privileges are in him. So important. And verse 11, it says, in him also we have obtained an inheritance. Wow. There's a passage in Romans chapter 8 where Paul uh, speaks of us as being heirs of God and join our fellow heirs with Jesus Christ. We, we cannot imagine what is waiting for us in heaven. And as we're going to see in these passages, God is allowing us a taste of it. He's giving us a down payment on what's coming here in this life now. Let's go ahead and read this. In him, we also have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. So we have been called according to his purpose. You know, there, there is a terrible thing that happens in the church, and, and uh, we have to, I have to lay the fault at, at many preachers, that they make us the center of everything, and it is no... God exists to serve us and to give us what we want. It is though all of heaven and God revolves around us and our purpose and what we want. And, and God is presented as our helper to help us accomplish what we want to accomplish. No, 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 no. We have to shift the emphasis. Everything is centered in Him, in His plan, in purpose. And it says, that we have been predestined according to the purpose of him, according to his purpose. So we need to find out what his purpose is, because he's working according to his purpose. Because you see, he's a whole lot smarter than we are. He is the creator. He is the sustainer of this universe. He is infinite in wisdom. He is limitless in power. And he's working all things according to the purpose according to his purpose, who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Wow. Yes, we can pray specific prayers. We can read the Bible. We can find out that certain things are God's will, and we can pray according to his will. 
We know that it's God's will for people to be saved, and we can pray for our families that their eyes and their hearts will be open. They will come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. We know it's God's will to meet our needs because there's so many promises. Uh, I, I can quote some from the Psalms like, they that seek the Lord, the young lions, this is Psalm 3410, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. And we read passages like Philippians 419, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. So we can pray uh, with knowledge, knowing that it's God's will to meet our needs. Of course, assuming that, that we're living uprightly and our faith is in him and we're trusting him. And uh, we can pray for, for God to heal our bodies and to give us wisdom in life. But we must always remember that ultimately God is working all things, as it says here, according to the counsel of his own will. Let me share with you a little story that I think illustrates this. My, my, my grandmother... She was 89 years old. This has been a number of years ago. She was 89 years old. Her mind was still good. Um, she had slowed down some. Yeah, she was forgetful and so on. And, uh, and, and but, but she was still, you know, in good shape for someone 89 years old. But she fell out of bed and she broke a couple of ribs. And she was in the hospital. And uh, my wife, Susan, said to me, I, I, she, she had this sense inside that I needed to go down and see her. So we lived in Tulsa, so it was at about a three-hour drive. So I drove down. I picked up my mother. This would be my mother's mother. And so we drove up to the hospital, and we're talking to her. And uh, because she seemed to be in, in good health for somebody 89 years old, uh, I wanted to encourage her that she might still have some more years le uh, left to live. And uh, But one thing about her, she was a worrier. And uh, we always called her Mama, Mama Verna. Her name was Verna, Mama Verney. And uh, so she was always a worrier. So I was trying to encourage her and help her to have a positive attitude. And so I said to her, you know, how much, how much longer would you like to live? And she replied, well, that's not for me to say. Uh, now, you have to realize she wasn't considered a real spiritual person. She, she she hardly ever went to church. She called herself a Baptist. She dipped snuff and uh, heard a spit can around with her to spit her snuff into it. Uh, but she but she loved the Lord. She read her Bible every night, got down by her bed and prayed every night before she uh, got in bed, read her Bible every day, kept a pistol on the nightstand right next to her bed uh, for protection. Uh but anyway, so I said to her, I said, well, how long would you like to live? She said, well, that's not for me to say. I said, well, if God stood here by the bed tonight and said, Verna, how long would you like to live? What would you say to him? She replied, I would say, you're a whole lot smarter than I am. Why don't you just take me over? Wow. You're a whole lot smarter than I am. Why don't you just take me over? Well, I had, I had no comeback to that. I had no response to that. Wow, that's very profound. Simple, but very profound. You know what happened? She died peacefully in her sleep. <laughs> wow, you're a whole lot smarter than I am. Why don't you just take me over? Let us never forget. God 
has a plan. God has a purpose. He knows how you fit into his great plan and purpose. My wife, Susan, her signature on all of her emails is this little phrase, doing my small part in his big plan. Doing my small part in his big plan. Always remember God has a big plan. It's bigger than my plan. It's bigger than your plan. It's bigger than any of us and all of us. It's bigger than any church, any denomination. And if we want to be successful, we want to be fulfilling in life, then we should not be trying to get God to come over and bless our plan, but seeking to know, God, you're a whole lot smarter than I am. Lord, what, how do I fit into your big plan? What is your plan for me, Lord? How do I fit into your plan? Take me over. You're a whole lot smarter than I am. He works all things according to the counsel of his will. I'm Eddie Hyatt. This is the Eddie Hyatt Podcast. I hope you'll check out my website at uh, eddiehyatt.com. You'll find a lot of resources, articles, and a bookstore and links uh, to uh, blogs, uh, YouTube channel, other things. Be a great blessing to you. Check out my wife Susan's Facebook group called God's Word to Women. I know there are over 5,000 people who remember that group. She consider, considers it her classroom. You'll find a lot of interaction with other believers and a lot of great teaching there. And I'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow for another episode of the Eddie Hyde Podcast.